Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at BoardWalkHardwood.com. Gary Davis, Randy Carricker, the opening drive, 101 ESPN. John Kelly, the voice of the blues on Valley Sports Midwest, joins us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. JK, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Good. Panger was telling us on Tuesday what a stalwart you are, and we know that you're, 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 you're just there. You love to work. You love to do the games. And a week like this where you've got, especially coming off of the 11-day break, where, where you, you, ESPN Plus is doing the games, that gets to you, doesn't it? It's painful. It really is. And, you know, ask my wife. She's, she's, I'm driving her crazy so, in my family. Yeah. So, no, I love hockey, as you know, and I wish I could do, quite honestly, every single game, but that's the way it is. And uh, But it's another night off for, for the Kelly family here in St. Louis, so that's the way it is. But hopefully the Blues can play as well as they did the other night and make it three in a row. When you're when you're watching the game and you're hear, hearing other announcers call it, do you get does that give you a little bit of frustration as well saying, "Oh, I would have said that or I would have said that <laughs> differently or what are they talking about?" Do you feel that at times? No, not really, Carrie. I try to be respectful mm-hmm. and everyone does their best and everybody's different and I wouldn't want people doing that to me. So, yeah. no, I don't. I just, you know, I really concentrate on what the Blues are doing, um, you know, the line combinations and things like that. Um, not, I don't really listen so much to the announcer as, as to really watch the Blues. J.K., there, there was an interesting statistic, and I don't know that there's anything really to it, but this season the Blues were a lot better when Vladimir Tarasenko was not in the lineup as opposed to when he was. Do you think that's a coincidence? 14-21-3 with Tarasenko in the lineup and now 11-4 and without him. Is that coincidence or is there something to that? You know, I don't know. That's a good question, and it's a, it's a number that I was aware of, Randy, um, but I find it very surprising because, you know, overall he's been a very good player for the Blues. Uh, I thought last year coming off shoulder surgery, he had a really good year. But this year, to me, specifically, he wasn't as engaged as he was last year or in previous years, and I don't know why that is. I mean, he had only scored 10 goals with the Blues when he was traded, so it's it's a little bit of a, a puzzle to me as to why he wasn't more engaged. I mean, the guy has a lot on the line. He's an unrestricted free agent. Obviously, he'd like to get another contract and make a lot of money. So it it, it has been a puzzling season as far as Tarasenko. I think he had an assist last night in their win in Vancouver, but he, he wasn't as good with the Blues this year as he was last year. Hey, John, the Blues scored 12 goals in their first two games after the break. What have you seen from them coming out that you talked about Tarasenko not being there and, and being a better team? What have you seen from them on the ice that, that has allowed them to play so well? 
Well, I think that, first of all, I think they needed that break, carry Going into the break, they had lost five in a row, and they looked like a team that was, you know, running on fumes. Of course, they were missing three of their key players, and they got three key players back for the Arizona game. So that's obviously a, a big, you know, thing. Obviously, a team with three of their top forwards on the sideline, and they get them back. So that's the big thing. And the, and they they were skating well and forechecking well, and you know, creating a lot of offense. And I, I thought the first period against Arizona in the first game back, they were a little bit rusty, but they had only had a couple of practices after a 12-day layoff. But in the last two periods, they really found their game. I know they let the lead slip away, but offensively, they created a ton, and I thought they did a really good job the other night against the Florida Panthers. John, Jordan Cairo, for the second year in a row, is essentially a point-of-game player, a little more than a point-of-game player this year. And now he's going to be, right, the number one right wing with Vladimir Tarasenko out the door. You've seen enough of Cairo to make some I have some thoughts about what he can be. What are those thoughts? What do you think Jordan Cairo can become when he reaches his ceiling? I, I think for sure he can be a 40 goal, 100 point man, Randy, and, and lead this team in scoring You know, a lot of years. Not necessarily every year, but um, you know, the ceiling is really high for him. I think where we need to see growth with him is in two areas. I think, number one, consistency. You know, when he's on his game, his A game is really good. I mean, really good. Um, But then he doesn't have a B game some nights. You know, he has a a C game. And then that's common for young players. So I think that he has to be a little bit more consistent. And I think the other thing is that he has to take the high-risk elements out of his game. In other words, don't turn the puck over at the offensive blue line on a three-on-two and let the team come back um, at your end with a three-on-two in your own zone. So things like that, um, be stronger on the wall, compete harder, things like that. You know, I'm sure that Baruby says all these things all the time about certain players um, when things aren't going well. But I think that's what he needs to do is those two areas to become a, a better, more rounded player. But the facts are he's got high-end skill. And, and again, I think he could hit that 40-goal you know, 100-point mark, no question. Hey, J.K., the uh, Devils coming in tonight, they only have three losses in regulation on the road this year. What do the Blues need to do to get to them early uh, to, to try to get this win? Well, you know, with any skilled team, and, and we should rem- remind the folks that it doesn't look like Jack Hughes will play. He's week-to-week with an upper body injury. He has 35 goals, and I was really impressed with Hughes when the Blues played the Devils a few weeks ago. Uh, he had a couple of goals against the Blues. The Blues came back and won that game, but he's a really good player. But they still have Nico Heischer and Jesse Brad, who have 21 goals apiece. So uh, I think the biggest thing with the Devils that, that I've seen watching them play is they've got a ton of speed. So to me, the, in the offensive zone, your, your third forward has got to be up, up high. You can't get caught in odd man breaks the other way and you know control the puck and, and have the puck if you can. But you're not going to have it all night, we know. So... You have to play a smart game against a really good team. They're 35-13-5, having one of the best seasons in the NHL. So I think you got to control that speed and skill by playing a smart puck possession game. And, John, that's a franchise New Jersey that struggled for a while. They bounced back now. Back in November, they promoted Martin Brodeur, who we know well, to vice president of hockey operations. We know how smart he is. I have to believe that this is not a fluke for New Jersey, that with the people that they have in charge there, Tom Fitzgerald and, and Martin Brodeur, this is probably the start of a pretty good run for that organization. 
Yeah, well, they have, as we said, Randy, they have some really good young players. Uh, you know, Jack Hughes is a superstar already mm-hmm. with 35 goals. So they're going to build around him. They have his brother coming. I think he's at Michigan, a defenseman, who's a really good player as well. So um, they're a team that I think underperformed last year. And early on this year, they got off to a tough start. And the fans were really on Lindy Ruff, the head coach. And and now look what's happened to that team. Again, they won 35 games, and, and Lindy Ruff has done a fantastic job. So, you know, you mentioned Martin Brodeur and the GM, Tom Fitzgerald, but you can't overlook the job that Lindy Ruff, a very experienced coach, has done with that team. Um, as you said, they're a good young team, and they're going to be good for a while. Hey, John, did you watch the Super Bowl this past Sunday? Of course I did. Now, you seem like a pretty easygoing guy. There was a 2B commercial that came on that seemed like it, <laughs> the channel changed. Were you one of those people that jumped up screaming, who has the remote? I didn't. I don't know. I'm not familiar with that commercial. You what, didn't what, see the what commercial? Was it exactly? Oh, it was uh, a commercial. Well, com- I probably did, but I'm not familiar with <laughs> well, it. Well, it was a commercial that looked like the channel was changing uh, and everyone in their houses was jumping up wondering who had the remote because it was it was the, the way that they set up the commercial. It looked like someone had changed the channel. So I, I started screaming at my son, <laughs> wondering what the heck he was doing because only he could do something like that in the middle of the Super Bowl. Right, yeah. No, I, I probably saw it, but didn't really, you know, it didn't register. But, oh. yeah, that's that, – that my, my wife and, and my mother were there and my mother-in-law, and they – they love the commercials, and um, but we had a good time. I thought it was a great game, and uh, so happy for for you know Mahomes in in Kansas City, a, a Missouri team, obviously. And um, Mahomes to me is the most dynamic player in the league. He's so fun to watch, and um, he, he he really obviously put that team on his back in the second half, and it was a great it was a great Super Bowl. Absolutely, J.K. Great to hear your voice. Thanks so much. We always love having you on the show, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, guys, thank you. See you. John Kelly, TV voice of the Blues, joins us every Thursday here on 101 ESPN.